um, and I've been saying this for a while, I feel like stuff like this, we're assigning thought bubbles to people who have nothing to do with what we're thinking about. Like, yeah. you say that, that this is a derogatory thing. You're saying that this person's saying it in a mean way. You're giving them a thought bubble that's not there. Yeah. And I think if we continue to do that, we're all we're going to do is we're going to make it hard to have conversations. I think that's the part that makes relate to cancel culture hookup culture or victim culture well neither could we we created this platform for those other girls girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a christian and conservative worldview we talk about life relationships work pop culture and true crime from a christian conservative perspective let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture but change culture and bring back traditional values views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy. <laughs> Hello, everyone. You're listening to Those Are the Girls with Malling and Friends. I'm Mallory. And I'm Savannah. And we are Changing Culture, Bringing Back Traditional Values. <laughs> Thank you so much, studio audience. <laughs> Okay, so it is weekly TCAP time. Uh, we have Savannah back. Everybody knows and loves her. You guys know her from Instagram. Um, you also know her. She does uh, Students for Life, Live Action, Turning Point. Um, she has a song, two songs out, right? You have two songs? I have like three, two songs out. Four songs. Yeah. Tons of music out. <laughs> um, are you thinking of doing an album? I don't know if this is like a love to, you know, um, I really have to think about it. It takes a lot of time, you know, and a lot of money. It's really expensive to produce really high quality content. Um, So maybe we'll see. I don't know. Ooh, you heard it here, folks. Here, you heard it here first, folks. That would have been a cool thing, (laughs) but I messed up. Um, Anyway, super happy to have Savannah back um, to talk, to spill some tea, to talk about some really uh interesting topics but first savannah can you fill us in on what's been going on in your life how last time i saw you was ywls how have you been since then pretty good pretty good um doing a lot of interviews i actually i don't know if i can like really say this i didn't say anything but i am being profiled by the washington post about being and young and and just being conservative and stuff. So actually tomorrow, a uh, professional photographer is coming down from Wilmington to take photos of me uh, for the article. And so we will see. I'm hoping that they don't uh, switch up my words. You know, they're known for being pretty liberal. But the lady who interviewed me was very kind and didn't ask me any questions. It sounded like she was trying to trip me up. So I'm glad that I was able to get my voice out there and stand up for women and their babies. That's really cool. And that's exciting. Also, I just absolutely love like that they're doing that now. I've a couple other people I know have been like approached by other um, networks that aren't necessarily pro us, mm-hmm. but they've been reaching out to a lot more younger women. And honestly, women that have some color on them. And not saying that we absolutely need to be the face, but I think it's good because it really shows another narrative. Because right now, people just see the Twitter people, you know, old white men, that's like the narrative, but it really isn't. I mean, when I go to 
um, pro-life events, it is majority women, first of all. That's the first thing. It's majority women. And it is pretty diverse. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say it's, like, half black. Like, that's not the truth. But, <laughs> but I mean, it's not, like, fully white either. Um, great mix. You know, we welcome everyone. Yeah. Movement. It's for anyone, you know, both genders, any sort of, you know, identity, your background, if you've had an abortion, if you haven't had an abortion, you know, we welcome everyone because we are pro-life for the whole life and every life. Yes. And being pro-life isn't politically, it's not a political position. Right. It's a human rights position. It's not a religious position. It's just a human, we have logic, philosophy, and logic, philosophy, science. and science on our side. I didn't think of the other one. And science on our side. Um, so anybody can be pro-life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's really cool, Savannah. Thank awesome. you. Well, I also wanted to ask you, so summer's coming up. What are you excited about about the summer? Well, first of all, is summer your favorite season? Oh, yes. Hands down. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's mine. It's my favorite season. Too. Yeah. It's like, if it's not your favorite season, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. But- yeah. Like when I was thinking of the question, I was like, well, this is very presumptuous, but you know what? No, it's probably summer. <laughs> so I'm someone who just very much dislikes the cold. Like I get cold so easily. 60 degrees is cold for me. Okay. And me I just too, girl. can't, I can't do with it. Like in the middle of summer, I will still sleep with like three layers on my bed. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I live in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And and recently it's been like 80s, 90s every single day. And so I head down to the beach. I love riding my bike and I love laying out and getting a tan. I mean, it's just nothing else than like you, the UV rays sinking into my skin. Yeah. It's just, you feel so good. I love it. Well, okay. So you also live in Myrtle Beach. So you live in a beach. Do you live in like the beachy town part of Myrtle Beach or kind of more in the suburbish? area yeah so i do live in like a pretty you know normal neighborhood um but i'm about seven minutes away from the beach and so it's wow you know i live (sighs) a little like point of south carolina like on the side (laughs) so i love it must be nice wow well you're welcome to (laughs) time (laughs) oh okay i will take you up on that seriously i love the beach i haven't been to myrtle beach in so long in years I feel like and when I was in New Jersey for college when I would say I was from North Carolina I'm like oh my gosh Myrtle Beach and I was like no no not quite but everybody it seems like everybody from up there comes down to Myrtle Beach I did not realize that it's insane I mean my grandmother she lives in uh, a beach like family campground kind of thing and oh. let me just tell you, that place is popping 24-7. There is kids running around. There's people on bikes, golf carts, motorbikes. I mean, they are just ready for the beach. And I never really realized that until I went and lived somewhere else. I, I was in New York City for college, and I came back, and I realized just how, like, many people loved Myrtle Beach. And I was like, yeah, kind of live in, like, a poppin' city, but it's real <laughs> chill, you know? It's family. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, a, it's a unique area. I mean, families come from all over, um, not to like change from the family friendliness of it, but that's also where uh, the whole thing with Brittany Drexel happened. Yeah. Um, and thankfully they found the person who murdered her, which is good. Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, there are bad apples, you know, everywhere. 
Uh, but overall, like, I think that Myrtle Beach does get, like, a bad stigma. Like, we, I mean, we do have some crime, but, like, honestly, being here. I mean, everybody does. Yeah. <laughs> living here, like, I don't ever feel unsafe. Like, you know, yeah. it's, like, dark outside and I'm walking to my car. Like, I genuinely don't feel like, you know, I always take precautions, but I don't feel like someone's going to run up and, you know, try to steal me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's how I was in New York. Like I've been followed in New York. I've been uh in California. I was in Seattle actually. I was there in the middle of a pride parade and I was very afraid then. So <laughs> Oh wow. And there's your cat. Yeah. He loves all. Um, well I was gonna say also too, I realized like when you because people can say something similar, like how Charlotte's like super scary and like this, this, and that too. And that's where I live. And I, when I think about it, like I've definitely felt less safe in New Jersey. But I will say by my last year living in New Jersey, because I live like right on the corner where Newark is. And if you know anything about Newark, it's the hood. Like yeah. there was a drive by shooting oh, when I was in There was a drive by. I didn't even know people were still doing drive by. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but I will admit, like, by the time, like, my senior year, I did feel more comfortable there. Because I think you feel comfortable, like, where you are. Yeah. So that's why when you go places, like, that's why you do need to be alert. Because, you like, when you are where you are, you kind of know, okay, well, there's a, a street there. There's this person there. That person always comes out there. Yeah. But I did want to ask you really quick. Um, has there been anything, like, when they found Brittany, Drexel, all that stuff, did they? Well, how will were you how when was that um what year was that i don't know i literally am listening to a podcast that's going over it now and i don't remember the year anyway i do remember it it happening um and just my mom you know telling me that i always need to be careful and to always mind her because you know Brittany's parents did tell her not to come down to myrtle beach and she yeah she wasn't even supposed to be there by herself and my mom being just how protective she is she would have went she would either send someone to get my butt or she would have <laughs> gone down yeah. and dragged me home and say the rest of the spring break, you're going to be in your room because you, you didn't listen. Um, but it's just a complete tragedy. I mean, something like that never, ever should have happened. Um, yeah. It shows, you know, how important it is to listen to your parents. They're not always. It really does ruin your life or hate you or they don't, it's not that they don't want you to have experiences or have fun. It's they're genuinely, and for your safety. And we have such a mental health issue, you know, over, I think especially over these past 20, you know, 15, 20 years or so, where people are just, you know, being brought up and their parents are never telling them no. They think that they're mm-hmm. entitled to something. And then there are just people that absolutely have no respect for human life and they don't have respect for themselves. So why would they respect anyone else? Right. And we're seeing that all the time. And so, you know, it's really sad. And I hope that this does open the mind of, you know, younger people to know that your mom doesn't hate you. She does not, she's not trying to, you know, ruin your life. Right. She just wants to keep you safe. And it took me a really long time to realize that um, because when I went off and played on my own, um, you know, and I couldn't just like call my mom to come get me if I was in some situation that I felt like I wasn't safe in or didn't want to be in and remembering like, oh, I really wish I would have been more grateful for that when I had, you know, her right next to me, basically. Yeah. I also want to add, and then we'll change this sad topic. We might yeah. do a true crime episode about this, everybody. But I also want to add too that this is another example of like, we also um, need to look out for our sisters. Yeah. Like your friends, when you go on trips, like 
and I'm not blaming, the only person who struggled for this is the murderer. But I'm just saying, like, it could have been helpful if, instead of when she was walking back by herself, one of her friends came with her. Oh, yeah. Or if she was, or someone could have gotten her an Uber. Ubers weren't back then. It was 2009. Ubers weren't back then. Like a cab or something. Like, it's strength in numbers. Yeah. So if you can, if we can just look out for each other. That's the other thing, too. I feel like we've lost that thing where we, like, look out for each other. Yeah. I had a friend who, Oh, well, I was gonna say really quick. I had a friend who dropped me off at home once, like recently, and they waited for me to get inside my house. And I was like, "Wow, I haven't had anyone do that for me in a long time." Mm-hmm. We actually wait to make sure I was in the house before they left. That meant the world to me. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, if you're, you know, especially if your friend is ever like intoxicated or seems really tired or out of it, never put them in an Uber alone or a taxi alone. Never. You know, there's just so many things that could happen to people. Makes you know it. It may not be what you want to do. You may not want to share a bed with them that night. You may not want, you know, them to sleep over. But if your friend looks genuinely like, you know, she can't really function or she might have trouble getting home, just just let them spend the night, okay? Yeah. We'll have, you know, nights like that, and it's better safe than sorry. So that's what I always, always go for. Yes. Last thing, this tips, everyone, especially those of you who are home from college and listening. I know how it was coming home from college, especially when you like weren't really into that scene and then you went to college and now you're in that scene and all your friends are now in the scene. So you're just doing all this other stuff. One other tip, you know, if you are in danger, something like that, sometimes you do have to call someone's parent, but always stay together. Always, always stay together. Um, and just because someone upsets you at this one moment at night, like Savannah said, someone's having a crazy night. They're just, your friend's very belligerent. That does not mean your whole friendship doesn't matter. Right. It just means this one moment right now, you talk about it in the morning, or if you're a guy, don't talk about it and you just move on. But us girls, we got to talk about it. You talk about it in the morning, love each other, use grace, mercy, forgive. Now, you know, if she like hits you and you start bleeding, hits her the hospital, okay, maybe have another conversation. But like, if it's just... <laughs> Right, right. That's another story. If you guys are in jail, okay, a completely different story. We'll have another conversation about that. But if it's just a really bad night, you know, don't let friendships ruin for this one moment. So I've seen that happen. I've seen people like, have a, oh no, I don't talk to her anymore. Cause, and I'm like, well, what else happened? Well, that, and I'm just like, ah, oh, guys, like, I don't know if that's something to end a friendship over. Right. You know, she got y'all in a fight. Okay, maybe. But like, yeah. you guys just, she was belligerent once. That's not... But anyway, so that's that. Um, I was going to say, I'm really excited about summer too. I like to be in a pool, a lake, a beach, an ocean, somehow, somewhere, at least once a week. That's always my goal during the summer, being near some body of water. So I'm excited for that. I made a new friend that like lives down the street that has a pool in her apartment complex. I'm like, hi. And she said, come over whenever. And I said, I will. <laughs> I will come over whenever. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will hold you to that. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm excited about for the summer. And yeah. Awesome. Well, let's get into it, everyone. We are going to get started and talk about some really interesting tea. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, wait. Okay, wait. <laughs> Ready? Oh, that's so cute. What does it say? Keep, Keep calm. calm and go shopping. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> and it's pink. You know, I love that. Yes. All right. Clink. Clink. That was a fake clink. 
and then transition sound all right okay <laughs> so first story we're talking about it's not really an article it's just kind of about something that happened um i guess i could have found an article but i didn't so lizzo has changed the her whole song well not the whole song she changed took out a word in her song because it is apparently now a slur and i want to say the word i was listening to the morning toast you guys know me and victoria like that podcast and um and i think there's a lot of not a lot of crossover as in like we have our audience but some of our audience listens to her um so you guys know the morning toast and i don't know if you heard it was like some other time this week they were talking about and jackie or claudia was like no don't say the word don't say the word and i'm like well what if people don't know what the word is like i feel like people should know what the word is right um so the word was spaz um and i don't necessarily feel bad for saying it not because like i'm a mean terrible person but because it wasn't like i really think that this is almost an overreaction um and i just don't understand when this became like a really bad word and i mean i feel like i use the word spaz not often but i definitely just call people spazzes like i don't yeah. i don't know how you can use it direct like in a mean way like i don't understand right um so yeah yeah um so basically i don't know a whole lot about it but was it somebody that has tourette's or what was it a what were they it was yeah it was someone so apparently there's a disease called something something spaz something so like the word spaz comes from the name of the disease okay but i guess and i guess it's like tourette's but she is the thing is like only it was one of those things where like one person got upset then another person got upset and then another person got upset and they created a bunch of videos and then people were like this is interesting this is interesting and then all of a sudden it became this big thing and then lizzo saw it and because she wants to please everybody all the time she changed her mind and i'm not saying like like i'm not saying don't be nice to people i'm just saying like should you when did this word become about and how are we gonna do this to all words? Like, it's kind of like, when is yeah, this word? Like, literally, how many times does a rapper or a singer talk about drinking in in a song? Right? What about right. alcoholics that struggle with drinking? Should we remove the word "drink" from every word? Right. Don't offend someone. Hey, here's an idea. If you don't like the song, don't listen to it. Right. Wow. And <laughs> another. Well, it's that's a very hard concept for people because you know everybody likes things to be catered for them specifically. Yeah. But here's the other thing I thought of. So, like, are we applying the 2022 rules to other songs? So, like, I'm sure there's other songs with the word "spaz," and I I want to say they even Jackie was saying she saw a video where like there are thousands of other songs with the word "spaz" in it. So, like, are those bad songs now too? Like, do we apply? So then in 20 38 are we going to apply those words let's say the word chicken is all of a sudden a like slur are we gonna can we not talk about chicken stuff from 2022 like that's what's so hard about all of this because it just feels like the goalpost is moving and like yeah there are things that we probably shouldn't say or do but i I guess my question is like where does the wall stop if you know doing it like to be derogatory or offensive that too yeah i mean spaz can mean anything like your eye can twitch you can cause that like say that's a spaz you know you can like 
I call people spaz all the time. I'm gonna be honest. Like I use it while you're talking, and that could be like, oh, right. I just spazzed out or whatever. Like, and any I, I've I've met people with Tourette's, and I I've you know watched you know I'm very interested in uh, that you know psychological issue in people's brains, and they literally make fun of themselves because they pick up yes. pics from what someone said or different TV shows and things and they make the best of it. I mean, what else are you supposed to do? Right? Yeah. We all have our own insecurities and things that we may think are weird and somebody could indirectly have offended us in some point of our life, but we just move on. I mean, if she literally, I don't even know what she said in the song, but I'm sure she didn't say like, she was d- deliberately like laughing at people who spaz or something. Right, right. No, it wasn't anything like that. And like, I think that's that's the other thing too. Um, and I've been saying this for a while. I feel like stuff like this, we're assigning thought bubbles to people who have nothing to do with what we're thinking about. Like, yeah, you say that that this is a derogatory thing. You're saying that this person's saying it in a mean way. You're giving them a thought bubble that's not there. Yeah. And I think if we continue to do that, we're all we're going to do is we're going to make it hard to have conversation I think that's the part that makes this like uncomfortable because like if you guys could just hear if i can remember the episode it was i'll link it if you guys just hear how like quad is like don't say don't say and i was just like this girl has ptsd like she is having a full panic attack about you saying this word so it's going to be hard for you to have like conversation i'm not like trying to be mean to pick on claudia at all like i love her respect her like i want my show to be as big as hers like she's great i'm just saying like we can't, that's, it's going to make this, it's going to make language really hard if we keep just picking and choosing. I mean, I feel weird saying this word now because it's been a not so good word recently or like a lot longer, but like the word gypsy, like there's people named gypsy and now that's considered a derogatory. <laughs> well, it's considered, well, <laughs> just so you know, and this is the no-no words. Okay, I'm going to write a is... book. Maybe I'll get like, be like a bestseller, like words yeah. say in the 21st century. Yeah, like that's, that's one of the words that people, I'm in a, it's a, an incredibly liberal, like girl travel group. Like, I mean, I've never, like if you want to be in a liberal, like, stronghold is this travel group oh, wow. and a girl her dog's name was gypsy and she was typing something and she kept saying the word gypsy and someone commented please take this out i'm so triggered like blah, blah, blah. and i'm like she's talking about the name of her dog that's when i learned that it was like a terrible word so all of the i mean this post had like three four thousand comments because people were talking about like how it's a terrible word so people say well i mean what are we supposed to do you have kids names like it's just not i don't know it's just things like, as long as you're not being, like, derogatory with it, I don't understand yeah. what the big deal is. I, I just don't, I don't get it. And it just makes, it makes language very hard. It makes you, like, anxious to say, to talk to people that you don't know because you're like, okay, am I going to offend them? Is this me saying this word? And it's it's terrible. Exactly. Speaking of, um, like, canceling things, another thing is GW is going to discontinue the use of the colonials moniker um this is an article from gw today it is citing the need to unify the community the board of trustees decided to change the moniker based on a special committee's recommendation the george washington university board of trustees has decided to discontinue the use of the colonials moniker based on the recommendation of the specialist committee on the colonials mon- okay i'm just gonna say moniker um, <laughs> sorry 
Um, both the board and the special committee ultimately determined that given the division amongst the community about the moniker, it can no longer serve its purpose as a name that unifies. Quote, the board recognizes the significance of changing the university's moniker, and we made this decision only after a thoughtful and deliberate process that followed the renaming of the framework with special committee recommendation that considered the varying perspectives of our students, faculty, staff, alumni. A moniker must unify our community, draw people together, and serve as a source of pride. We look forward to the next steps and an inclusive process to identify a moniker that fulfills this aspiration. Exactly. It's literally get old. There, there's like people like that don't even know how they're gonna get their next meal. There's people out here living on two dollars a day and they don't have a single complaint. Like, come on. And I'm like, there's the people, there's people who are in this school that really want to go to GW because GW is a good school and they are trying to figure out how they're going to pay next month's tuition and y'all are concerned or next year's tuition and y'all are concerned about the colonial. I just, and it fits so perfect. George Washington, it's kind of a political school. Yeah. Colon, like that's so, uh, that's so, it's just stupid. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it and that's how privileged we are. Like, yes, I mean, to be concerned over this. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And I get, and the other thing is like, like you said, when is this going to end? Because my thing is like, where is the goalpost stopping? Because, for example, out Martin Luther King Jr., great man. Uh, don't think anything's wrong with him. But let's just say, for example, I think some, I don't know how true this is, but let's, I've heard he's cheated on his wife. Okay. So what, should we remove his statues from any places like churches? Like where, where does it stop? Like every, I hate to say it. Oh, this is also what we have to realize. Like people, I personally don't believe people are good or bad. People do good or bad things. We're all sinners. Yeah. So you're never going to find a perfect political figure. You're never, Trump, everybody, Mostly but listen to the podcast. I love Trump. think Trump is great. But we can also list all of the things he's done wrong. You're never going to find anybody perfect. Yeah. So, I mean, where does the line stop? Like, yeah. do we start removing Mother Teresa? Like, I'm sure she lied at one point in her life. Do we take her name off of stuff? And that's the problem <laughs> with, like, idolization. Like, people thinking yes. people who have a lot of money or are really famous, that they're just, like, perfect and they've never made a mistake in their life. And, you know, we should just think that everything they're doing is perfect. And then when they find out one thing, they're like, they're it's cancel culture. It's over. Oh, my gosh. You know what I mean? And yeah. It's just crazy to me. It's It kind of reminds me of, like, the thing that happened with Will Smith. Like, you know, everyone loves him. He's great. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure he's been so controversial. But then when he slaps someone, it's like, oh, my gosh. He's the worst. All these think pieces. Right. Like, yeah. Like States. Now, do I think what he did was ridiculous? Absolutely. But who knows what could have been gone, going on in his mind. Obviously, his love life and his personal life is, is not, you know, going it's the like best. Shambles. Yeah. So, you know, it just, it's like, stop thinking that these people, you know, can't make mistakes and stop putting them on such a high pedestal that when they do make some sort of, you know, normal mistake that you just want to cancel every single thing they've ever done. Right. With that one bad thing. Right. And that's, I mean, you're making such a good point because I think people 
that's our biggest problem not our biggest but like one of the big problems in society and that's how we don't you stop hearing other people's opinions that's how you stop getting opposing views i have a bunch of random people on facebook that i'm friends with that have very no offense to them if you're listening well you know what i doubt they listen but they have very boomer mindset yeah and what i've noticed is like no offense to any boomers listening you might you probably don't fit in this category for listening because all of our audience is near perfect right um so like the boomer mindset is like you say one thing I'll, i'll never forget i shared once um they announced joe biden had won i shared something that said okay, let's work together to make the country, see what we can do to get something like that. Someone comments, I can't believe you would say this. We can't work together with anyone. And uh, I can't work with people who want me dead. And I'm like, okay, homegirl, I'm pretty sure the person that lives next door to you that voted for Trump, I mean, that voted for Biden, doesn't want you specifically dead. You guys just disagree on this one thing. And you probably disagree on a couple other things, but you can still work together. Like, but because of that, I lost a bunch of friends on Facebook. I was kind of shocked for just sharing that one thing about like, all right, this is where we are. Let's work together. And that's all. It wasn't saying all hell Joe Biden. Everybody knows. I I, I mean, I campaigned for the man. I campaigned for Trump. Yeah. Everybody knows where I stand. I'm vocally pro-life. But because I want to work to see how we can work together to make this country better, um, to build back better, um, because I wanted, I wanted to do that, um, we have not been successful as a country, but because I want to do that, tons of people were done. And I think that is, and I'm sure they, anybody else that shared that stuff on their Facebook page, they unfriended too. So all they have on their page now is people who agree with them, who think that every single person's out there to get them, that believe in all these crazy other things that, you know, I'm not going to get into, but that's how we get into these little, like, groups where we're, like, very, like, uh, I don't know, like, into ourselves and we can't think rationally and have conversation with people who don't think exactly like us yeah. is because we're putting people on pedestals. Yeah, like, the other day I had someone DM me, um, because I posted something about IVF, like, only 7% of children that are conceived through IVF are uh, actually born. And Yeah, I did not know that. So I'm actually very against IVF. You know, I think it's, it's really sad that some women can't conceive naturally and, you know, even through an expensive treatment like IVF, but you know, seeing the statistics and seeing how embryos die and how many are implanted and just end up dying. And then that knowing that there are currently over, you know, a million frozen embryos, like in the United States, like we're choosing as older and more powerful people when someone decides to live their life. I just don't think that that's right. I think that there's enough children Mm -hmm. in the world that can be adopted. And also, you know, the Bible tells us that we might not be, uh, uh, fruitful, you know, in a fertility type of way, but we can be fruitful in, you know, a motherly figure type of way or a sister mm-hmm. type of way. And so I think that's just really, or you can adopt. Exactly. And I, I hate to be that person, but yeah. I know people don't want to hear it, but it's possible. You can also adopt, you can foster. Yeah. And she completely disagreed with me. And, you know, she was saying that I conceived my son through IVF and it was less expensive because the state was paying for it and they don't pay for adoption. And I'm like, well, somebody was paying for it, girl. Uh, your neighbor is in the tax <laughs> paying for it. It's not free. Like your IVF just, that's free. Interesting. I did not know that. 
Yeah, I didn't either. Um, so, you know, it was good to have that conversation and know that, you know, she agrees with me on a lot of other things, but she was like, I'm not going to unfollow you over this. I just want to give you a different perspective. And I respected that. So, yeah. And that's how we should be having dialogue. I think that's so important. And like, if we're going to be women who want to change hearts and minds, that's how we do things. Yeah. We don't, you know, she disagrees with you. You don't go, and then you're a stupid idiot and you're, and your mom is a hoe. You don't do that. Like you, <laughs> you have a respectful conversation and you keep the channel open because, you know, you might change your mind one time. We actually, I really do want to have um, a lady who was in charge of them before us. I really want to have her on the podcast to talk more about it because full disclosure, I thought about doing that. I thought about doing the freezing the eggs thing because I want to be a mom super bad. This off on a tiny tangent. I want to be a mom super badly. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm getting older. How do, what do I do? What do I do? And then I remember seeing, um, I don't know if you guys watched the show Mindy. Um, she did a whole like a bunch of college girls like freeze their eggs like it's a thing so i was like oh let me look into it um and then the more honestly the more i got involved in the pro-life movement the more i've learned um about ivs the more i've learned about a birth control the more i've learned about plan b like once and or even like a natural family planning i didn't know anything about that stuff because they don't talk about it at school um and the more i got involved with that the more i learned um but I really do want to have someone on to talk about that and like to really get into it, into like the nitty gritty of that. Cause I didn't know about the 7%. That's crazy. And I didn't know they give you the state pays for it. That's interesting. Yeah, it is really crazy. It's not in all states, but she was saying that her right. helped her out with it. But I also read an amazing mm. story where this woman wanted to be a mom and, you know, she couldn't conceive, her eggs weren't working. Um, or her husband's sperm, one of the one of the two, and she ended up just purchasing these eggs that had been frozen, and she gave birth to these beautiful um, black twins. And I just was like, "Oh, I saw that." Yeah, like I just was like, "Wow!" I mean, that's amazing. And so, even if somebody, I mean, of course, it's like you never know what you know you're gonna get. I know a lot of people are like afraid of you know, the child having a disability or something, but I, if I want a kid that bad, like I just, I want a child, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So I thought about doing things like that. Yeah. Yeah. If I really wanted to give birth and have that, you know, experience in my womb, then that's probably something that I would look into and just ensuring that you're going to give those children the life that they deserve to live. Yes, exactly. And the reality is, like, let's say we do stop IVF, let's say something happens and IVF is cut off, then there's still all those embryos. And some, we have to, like, they're humans, we have to yeah. do something. With I feel it, like it, you know? it's so and the, bad and wrong that these are even allowed to be, like, frozen for this long, you know? I know. I like if you, I, yeah. I mean, I saw a baby. No, go ahead. I saw this baby who was born and she had been frozen for 18 years. That's so crazy. You know, I'm a Catholic. So like, I believe that God creates every human being at the time that they're meant to be. And I I know that he knows everything that's going to happen in each of our lives. But just thinking that like he created this beautiful child and then here it is being frozen for 18 years. It just feels really wrong. You know, like don't the parents like, we waited this long to have another kid. It's just, it's crazy to me. I don't know. 
Yeah, it, it, that's, I mean, stuff like that is what makes me, like, just realize, like, okay, this just feels wrong. Something feels off. It's unnatural. Yeah. To keep a, an embryo frozen that long, it just feels so unnatural. I mean, think about it. That child technically should have graduated high school in the whole amount of time that it was frozen. It's just, and there's nothing against people who, because, like, whenever this conversation comes up on the cute server the Facebook page, there's always people who take it very personally. And I understand, like, if you have an, a child from IVF or if you've had fertility issues, I understand it is very personal. And I don't mean to say, like, I don't want us to come off as if we're being, like, we're not caring about your family situation. It's just, like, we're just talking about, like, it from, like, a factual base. And also, too, we both are women who want to be mothers. And, you know, neither one of us are married. You're not married, as far as I know, right? Okay, yeah. I didn't think so. I just want to clarify. Neither one of us are married. So, you know, we still, who knows what's going to happen in our future? So we don't know. But we're just saying, like, from the factual standpoint of how it is, it's not what it's all cracked up to be. I, I guess I'll put it that way. It's not what it's cracked up to be. Um, the TV shows, because I mean, it's been on tons of TV shows. When I first started doing my own research, they really hyped it up. Like I was looking at all these different things, watching. It. I was like, okay, okay, I can probably do this. Yeah. I'll tell you what really stopped me in my tracks though was it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. Like to have your eggs frozen, it is so expensive. Yeah. Um, not worth it to me. To me, personally. right? Um, so anyway, that was our tangent for the day. <laughs> <laughs> It, what, oh, we were talking about the moniker. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess there's nothing more to really say about that other than, like, where is the line? Eventually, we're going to have to find a line to, to stop it out. <laughs> yep. Um, so, this next story is brought to you by our Patreon. So, we now have a Patreon starting off at $5 a month. You can contribute and you get, um, I can pull it up really quick. I should know this. But I know you get live Q&A. Um, this is all new, everyone. So that's why I don't have it memorized like I probably should. Um, I just released it technically on Monday. Ooh. So, yeah. I think you guys, seriously, I think everybody, you're going to want to, to join. Um, sorry, I should have had this up. Okay, so for $5 a month, you get bonus episodes, a live Q&A, and you get behind-the-scenes content. You can also do $30 a month, $40 a month, or $60 a month. And the way that those other levels are broken down is you're helping pay for, like, a month on the website, a month with our email, a month for this new software we have. Um, and it really does help. The idea is we are adding three new shows by the end of the year. We're going to have three new Those Other Girl Network shows um, some with me, some without me. Um, but we're going to try to be doing more content for you guys because the those other girls' media is now what it's called. Those other girls' media. Our plan, our purpose is to provide good quality entertainment for Christian conservative women. And when you are paying $5 a month, it really does help. It helps offset the bills because right now it's all coming out of my um, account which I am more than happy to do because it's not for me. It's for everybody. Um, but if we all partner together, we can get better quality everything. Yeah. Um, I have some ideas on like other things. Like, honestly, I would have loved to fly Savannah over to Charlotte, welcome her into a really nice studio, give her a fun mug. That That is the goal. That is the goal to have Savannah fly her in, pay for her hotel yeah. even. Yes. Yeah, that's the goal. So if you donate... <laughs> Come on, you don't know. We can get help us out. <laughs> we can get quality things like that. 
Um, so yeah, so that is that. Um, Savannah, do you want to like tell a quick something or another while I get my charger and my laptop's about to die? Oh, sure. You can just start talking. Yeah, so I'm going to be heading uh, to the California March for Life next week. So that should be really interesting. I've only been to California once. I've been to San Francisco and then I went to Angels Camp, which is in Northern California. And so I'm really, really excited. I'm going to be going there and making content with live action. So we should see how it goes. I feel like there will be some protesters there, just considering all the stuff going on with Roe v. Wade and that decision, um, hopefully being in the next uh, few days after that. Hopefully we'll have a decision by June 27th. And so we'll just see how that goes. I'm excited. I love being around other pro-life people. And yeah, it should be a fun experience. So if you want to follow along with me, I'll probably be posting that on my story and the whole journey getting there. And then soon after that, I'll be going to the National Leaders Collective in D.C. with Students for Life. It's going to be super fun. I'm going to be meeting a bunch of new people uh, that I've never met before. And so that's always fun to make new friends. Let's see, what else am I going to be doing? I don't know. I've, I was actually born right, out, right outside of D.C., but I have not been actually in D.C. Uh, literally, I don't think ever, like besides when I lived there when I was a small child. So we should see how that goes and hopefully be able to like see some sights and hang out in front of the Supreme Court and show those justices what we want. <laughs> Did I keep talking? <laughs> I don't really know what else to say. Um, hopefully, you can edit this. <laughs> That's not the right laptop charger. Uh oh. Let's see. What else? Oh, yay. Technical difficulties, y'all. We are working. As hard as we can. You need an assistant. You need someone like ready to hand you charger, hand you this. <laughs> okay. Sorry, everybody. Whew, had a breath. I was walking up and down my step trying to find a charger. I found one. Yay, we got a charger. <laughs> Quick commercial break. <laughs> okay. Sorry, you said something, <laughs> it came out of my ear. Say that again? Oh, I said quick commercial break. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, thank you for holding it down. Whew, this is good because I'm kind of out of breath. Um, the next is a clip. <laughs> so while I catch my breath, everybody listen, and Savannah, get ready to comment. Okay. Let me know if you can hear it. that I don't always yeah. When I'm watching men and women. That actually makes sense because I was a late bloomer and I found out what porn was when I was 17. When I saw it, I was like, oh, sex is for the man. Because that's kind of how it looked. It's for the man, it's for the man to feel good. I It never like clicked to me like, oh, you're supposed to also feel something. So I understand what you say. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. So. <laughs> you can go first if you want to comment. So that was like the Jubilee. Was it like a talking thing where people? I'm, what was the subject? Um. Well, it was about exactly. straight women. Okay, so it was straight women talking to lesbians. 
women. But I will say this, all of the quote unquote straight women had a lot of uh, bisexual experiences. So I feel like it was like bi women and lesbians talking. Okay. But the, yeah, it was supposed to be straight women and lesbians. And um, I forgot, let me see if this is a prompt. I forgot what the prompt was, but the per- the thing they were talking that about porn. Doesn't say it, but they were saying in the in that clip before they had said that like straight women watch lesbian porn. Personally, I don't watch porn. I've never watched porn. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's not right. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a porn consumer, so yeah, but that's not right. But also, too, my the thing that like really the reason why I want to talk about it, the thing that really just like struck me was like this just shows we shouldn't be watching porn. It shows how it distorts like our image of sex. It distorts our image of our sexuality. The fact that you're watching this and you're thinking that you're not supposed to enjoy it, that has nothing to do with God. That has yeah. nothing to do with your future spouse. That has to do with what you're consuming. Yeah. Because porn isn't for, porn is using somebody. It's not for you. It's for, it is for you. It's for you to use. Right. It's not a real experience yeah what were you thinking definitely like porn is like one of the most degrading things toward women i i think um it presents unrealistic expectations and men Mm -hmm. think that that's how they're supposed to treat women or women women think that that's how they're supposed to receive uh sex or you know any sort of like intimate thing with another person and it's really unfortunate and uh porn also fuels like the sex trafficking industry Yep. So I think that just supporting that is terrible. And I know a lot of people um, in a few people in my life, actually, who have had like serious porn addictions, which have caused them serious mental health issues or relationship issues, not being able to um, genuinely bond with their partner because they always have something in their brain um, telling them that this is how they should do something or, you know, again, having unrealistic expectations. So I think that literally porn should be banned. I don't care if it's a personal choice, call it whatever you want. It's, it's messed up. Okay. I agree. Um, and I think it's sad that those, I, I really just think it's aw- honestly awful that those women are even talking about that like that. So outwardly on so camera. Really? Yeah. 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 Like it's just the casual, yeah, when I watch porn. And then she said she was a late bloomer at 17. I'm like, oh that's, that's still so young. Me. Like no one should Yeah, I saw your face. I mean, no <laughs> one should be watching that like at all, but especially not if you were under the age of 18. I mean if we think about women's brains don't really develop until like 1920-ish and then men's brains don't fully develop until they're like in their later 20s so like you're getting this in your brain that isn't fully developed isn't fully you know aware of really how to process things and this is just screwing with you know young people's brains and yeah. it's a shame and it's it's a shame that people think it's so normalized and and that's why mm-hmm. people think hookup culture is so normalized and you know all these other things that you really should only be sharing with someone that has devoted their life to love you, right? We would have a mm-hmm. lot less problems in this world if people devoted themselves to one person that they that they knew or at least had a good feeling about that we're going to really devote them themselves to to them. A hundred percent, I agree with everything you said. 
Um, if you've known me for five seconds, you know that I'm very anti-porn. And um, once we get rid of abortion, porn, we're coming for you next. Um, I <laughs> I told my brother that he was like, that's going to be a fight. I'm like, yeah, well, it will be a fight, but we're coming. Um, no, but in all honesty, like it really does do that. Like it is a just it's distorting your brain. There's so many statistics. There's even studies like because people think it's like a very religious um mindset and it's not just a religious mindset it's also there's scientific studies that shows like porn can ruin your relationships it is an addiction and another thing ladies i two things i want to say if you are struggling with porn there is help reach out we can send you i have a couple of things like a little folder that i can send you to help get help you get help i personally can't help you but like i know people who can so if you are struggling with that you gotta say something you cannot hold this in there is no shame and condemnation um, only conviction. There's only conviction. No shame and condemnation in Christ. Um, so that's the first thing. Second thing is, ladies, if your boyfriend is actively doing it and he's not trying to get help, because the reality is so many people in our generation watch porn freely. I honestly, I maybe know one or two guys that have never seen it. This is just the reality situation. So, you know, there are people. Um, so that is something that men do struggle with. And if they are not getting active help, if they are not talking to an elder in their church, if they're not talking to a, a youth, not youth, because we're not youth, um, like a young adult pastor, if you're not talking to somebody who can hold them accountable, get out of it. Because let me tell you, the porn addiction just escalates. Yeah. Um, it is. It starts off, you know, very vanilla whatnot. But because it is an addiction, because you cannot stop it, it will only get worse. Right. Every body that watches or that has watched child pornography or child sexual abuse images started off with regular porn there is a, adult porn every person because it just escalates yeah it escalates everyone in jail for rape i promise you i have no doubt i would put money on it watched porn oh yeah yeah every person in jail for rape and sexual abuse well yeah so i mean i've, I've you... heard of like of like all the weird things that they do in porn i mean it's literally like an acting job it's sick to think of it like that's what it is or i mean that's what it really is you know these people aren't like the most viewed yeah genuinely like well, just... enjoying themselves you know they're yeah. just doing a job and unfortunately mm -hmm. a lot of the time that just it it doesn't do anything good right it's just it escalates people are like they start off with one thing and they're like well let me go to the next thing what's gonna you know make me feel something higher than what i'm already feeling you know yeah and the most viewed porns are like barely legal uh things like that like underage wow. they, or obviously they can't be underage but like yeah. they're they get people who look underage on purpose those are the most viewed porn like that so it's not like, I don't want to, if you're listening and you have a boyfriend that's, you know, partakes in it regularly, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just saying like, if they are not trying to get active help, because people struggle, people all have sins, there are so many things, but if they're not actively trying to stop, if they're not actively doing things to stop, yeah. run, because it, it only gets worse. Them. Yeah, that's the thing too. Some people don't realize I was on a podcast um, with these guys. And they found me because I sometimes I'll use the um, hashtag Black Republican or Black Conservative, 
and they were two guys that were liberal and they wanted to talk to like their podcast they were just talking to random people they wanted to talk to someone who thought differently so we got on the topic of porn and one of the guys actually was very anti-porn as well. I don't know. So we were talking about like Trump, the election, this and how we got on porn. Um, but there was one of the guys like very anti-porn as well. And the other guy was like, yeah, no, I mean, you know, uh, and the other guy's like, no, man, like it's it's a serious thing. And like they have like a legit, like the two of them, <laughs> the co-hosts, I didn't even have to say anything. They have like a legit conversation about it. Like these are things, you know, you and your bros, if you're talking about it, like it's, Call your brothers out. Yeah, I don't know if any guys are listening. Call them out. This is something that is not good. It is not okay. It's a net negative. There is not a single positive thing about pornography. Right. Not a single positive thing. And like Savannah said, it fuels human trafficking. Like we know this. There and there are people who are in these um, pornography things that you're watching that are human traffic. Yeah. There are like that are and like without shadow of a doubt. Um. Thankfully, though, there are people who are trying to do what they can to stop human trafficking. Mm -hmm. According to uh, governor.virginia.gov, a press release sent out from the uh, Virginia governor, uh, Glenn Youngkin, on Tuesday, he announced members of the Commission on Human Trafficking Prevention and Survivor Support. The commission formed on its first day in the office. This commission will serve as an advisory board to the governor and make recommendations to combat human trafficking in Virginia. Quote, this commission is proof that Virginia is committed to ending human trafficking. The conviction of human traffickers, empowerment of survivors, and the prevention of others from becoming victims at top public safety priorities for the Commonwealth. That is what, excuse me, that is why I signed, I as in the governor, signed the executive order for this commission on my first day in office. We must remain vigilant and to ensure that those who work tirelessly to combat human trafficking and help survivors are equipped with the tools necessary to fight to win this fight. Human trafficking, especially sex trafficking, is one of the most heinous violent crimes of our communities that combat. I'm grateful to have such dedicated people lending their time and expertise to help bring an end to the repeated crimes of commercial exploitation. I am confident this team will make a difference in the lives of survivors and prevent others from becoming victims. There will be no lenience in Virginia for those who engage in any form of trafficking. The commission will be responsible for coordinating the Secretary of Public Safety, the Secretary of Education, the Secretary of Labor. Oh, I love the Secretary of Education. That's good. The Secretary of Labor, the Office of Attorney General, as well as the State Trafficking Response Coordinator and any other federal, state, local, or private sector entities to increase law enforcement awareness, empower and support survivors, and enhance trafficking prevention education throughout the Commonwealth. So that's really good. I wanted to let you guys know that um, we really need something like that in North Carolina. Um, mm -hmm. Desperately. Charlotte and I mean, and South Carolina too, technically. Because oh, yeah. Charlotte is a hub. It's in the top 10 cities for human trafficking um, in the country because of... problem too. Yeah. And like, yeah, the coastal areas like high, where people come in um, do tourism. Mm -hmm. It's a huge... So this is really great that they're um, that they're doing that. And one of the members on the task force is part of the organization we've had on the podcast called um, Safe House Project. And they're doing a walk for World Against Human Trafficking in Persons Day, which is July 30th at 9 a.m. It's going to be in Charlotte. We have a little event tab up on the website if you guys want to join us. 
but all they're going to do is they're going to walk to raise awareness. And so I told my brother, my brother was like, to raise awareness? Everybody knows human trafficking exists. And I was like, fair. That is a fair thing. We do know about human trafficking. Yeah. But I don't know if, if you guys have been listening from the beginning. About a year and a half ago, we reported that there were about 500 kids found in Charlotte in one weekend. And I don't think people knew. People don't understand how bad it is. Yeah, There was like 500 DSS had to get involved. So the organization that we're going to be helping support, Safe House Project, they actually helped train the police officers that were able to bring in the kids. And they try, part of the things they also do is they bring in the kids and they try to place them in like group homes with um, families and things like that. Yeah. So people don't know about that. Like we know, okay, yes, we are aware there's human trafficking. Sure. But you don't know how real it is in your own backyard. Right. And that's what the walk is supposed to do, make people aware. And like now everyone listening, you guys are aware. You can listen. I don't remember what episode that was, but we reported on that because I just I remember seeing that on the news and I was like, okay, I have to look at this cannot be true. It was like about five hundred kids. It was a a lot of children that were experiencing it was sex trafficking as well as labor trafficking. That's another issue that we have too. Uh labor because in like the kind of the outs not outskirts, like the mountain areas and some of the country areas, they'll bring in people promising them from the border. They'll bring them up, promising them uh, this great life, and they'll take their passports and make them work. And they're, they want to come. I personally think these people are, do think they're coming legally. They just, you know, aren't being told the truth. Actually, I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, like, I want to think, I always want to think the best of people. But I guess if someone put me in the back of a truck, I would realize it's not legal. But anyway, my whole point is <laughs> either way, either whether that's whether they realize it or not, they realize something's up when they cannot have their passports. They realize something's up. Um and they're not being paid. So that, that's another problem, especially if it's children. I mean, if it's kids, I mean that's the adult fault. Mm-hmm. Not their fault. Um but anyway, so that is happening. And I think that's great that um, Glenn Youngkin's going to do that. And I think we need to do more things like that. It's crazy. Um, I did my thesis in undergrad on human trafficking. It's crazy that like just recently in some states that they stopped charging um, girls like 14 years old with prostitution. Like they would call them prostitutes. 14 year olds would call them prostitutes. They didn't recognize like, and this is within the last 10 years that they stopped calling them prostitutes. They actually called them like victims. Yeah. Because there's no 14 year old. I, I don't care what you say. I don't care how sassy, how fast the 14 year old. She's not going to do this on her own. With That's not her yeah. true desire. Exactly. Um, so it's crazy. And we definitely are going to keep doing more episodes on human trafficking and like how we can, what we can do. Um, and like we've said, like, I forgot who we had on, but someone was explaining to us how most trafficking happens with like, family so it's like family and it's friends who are trafficking um, people it's not necessarily like we think that you know someone's getting picked up at the grocery store because you know you see all those things and my mom will text me that in a heartbeat uh, don't pick up any dollars you see on the ground is human trafficking and i'm sure those things happen but it's mainly like you're more likely to be trafficked by like a family member and another lady we had on she told us too that like we're, when we think of human trafficking, we're thinking of, you know, being tied up in a basement and not going to see our family. She said that one of the people that they helped was actually a girl whose boyfriend was trafficking her, but she was still coming home every night. So, like, 
she would go hang out with the boyfriend. The boyfriend was having her have sex with other, and when I say boyfriend, I mean like an older boy, way older. Mm. Um, so he was having her have sex with these older men, and then she'd come back home, and then she'd go out, hang out with him, and then he, and what she was saying is like, what we can do, we can notice like, okay, our neighbor is fourteen, and this grown, you know, twenty-eight-year-old keeps coming around the house. That's strange. Hey, neighbor, I just noticed this guy keeps coming knocking on the window of your daughter. Like, I just kind of stuff like that. Like, we need to just be vigilant. Or even our own cousins. Like, I have younger cousins. Right. I would be weary if my little cousin was telling me, yeah, this boy gave me a phone. You know, something like that. Red flag, red flag, things like that. That's what she was saying we really should be looking out for. Um, But, yeah. That is... I'm not going to do the other story because we are at 57 Minutes. Last thing I want to do is just really do the OG politic. That's brought to you by American Woman Beauty. You can head over to www.americanwomanbeauty.net. Use the code MAL15 and get 15% off your next purchase. It's beauty products for the free thinking woman. Join the beauty revolution. What I really wanted to say was Juneteenth is the day after this comes out. So June 19th. And I was going to read... Uh, what history.com says about it, but you, I'll link it. You guys can read it yourself. And I just want to say this is a great holiday because we're celebrating um, the complete um, acknowledgement of the ending of slavery, which we know that it's our, it's our holiday as Republicans, yeah. as conservatives. It's our holiday. Um, it's something great. I want to say it was Mark Robinson, who is the, Lieutenant Governor for North Carolina, he said something, I hope I'm not messing this up, he said something like, what this was, um, was we're truly living out the Constitution that says all men are created equal, because the Constitution isn't bad, the Constitution is not bad, What the words in the Constitution are good, we just weren't fully living it, that's what right. was the issue, and now we are fully living it, we're fully um doing what the founding fathers wrote down. I'm not going to say they wanted us to do necessarily because some of them did have slaves. So it was a bit hypocritical, but yeah. we can say what they wrote down, <laughs> which, you know, you can say is inspired by God because God wouldn't have slaves. Yeah. So what they wrote down, we're fully living it out. Um, so it's a great holiday to celebrate. You don't have to feel weird about it. Um, also too, you don't have to be weird about it. So you don't have to wear green and red and yeah. say, weird things to people either you, you can just wear blm stuff and yeah yeah you don't have to <laughs> it's just a night it's just a fun another almost like a fourth of july type thing if you red white and blue if you want like mm-hmm. still have fun like it's a great day you don't have to be weird about it. you don't have to like text all your black friends right you don't have to do that you can just acknowledge that it's a it's a great day great day for everybody um okay i think that's it um if you like this episode, make sure you rate, review, subscribe. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please leave a review. It helps push us up on the algorithm. Um, and if you're, if you want something to write, you can tell us your favorite thing about summer. Uh, oh, I'll put that on Spotify too. So if you are listening on Spotify, you know how they have the question area. All right, tell us your favorite thing about summer. Also, too, um, head over to our website. We have cute merch. We have the Patreon. Um, 
yeah, I think that's it. I'm trying to think of anything else. Savannah, you want to add anything coming up that you want people to look at? Follow her on Instagram. I'll link that. Follow me. Follow along with my crazy adventures that I do. <laughs> See what I do when I go to California. That'll be quite interesting. I'll try to keep my story updated and my page as well. Um, I didn't know you guys had merch. I need to get myself some merch. <laughs> yes, you should. You should. We do. Um, I need to promote it more. I it's always hard trying to get people to like, hey, buy this, because you don't want to like be annoying. But at the same time, it's like, no, but this is really cute. Like, I think you will actually like it. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah. Okay, everybody, have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram, at thoseothergirlspodcast, and on Twitter, at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.